0: Hey everybody, I'm Katrina Carson-Denham, and you're listening to the Every Hand Helps podcast. Here at Every Hand Helps, we believe being kind is one of the most impactful things one can do. Each Monday, join me as I interview guests and discuss simple ways to serve others in your community to live a lifestyle of service in the hubbub of life. Donna Canetto is the volunteer coordinator for Hospice of Southern Illinois. Donna worked for 20 years in healthcare marketing. She retired for two years, then heard about the part-time position at Hospice of Southern Illinois and was thrilled to be hired. Her objective today is to attract more volunteers, especially volunteers to visit with patients. Rita Spiller started with Hospice of Southern Illinois first as a volunteer where she was a volunteer for four years. Then the position of volunteer services supervisor came available, and Rita was very blessed to get the job. Rita says it has been a blessing to be able to work for this organization. Prior to her employment at Hospice of Southern Illinois, Rita worked for 28 years in human resources. So first of all, thank you guys so much for coming on today. I so, so appreciate it. But how did both of you come to be involved with Hospice of Southern Illinois, and how long have each of you been involved in any capacity?
1: I've been here five years, Donna, and uh, I uh, basically had retired <laughs> and uh, uh, retired for two years, and I heard about this part-time job, and I had been in marketing and healthcare, so I knew about Hospice, and I thought, what a opportunity, so I came in and interviewed and was hired, so I'm I feel very
2: blessed, and um, myself, Rita. um, I was a volunteer with Hospice of Southern Illinois for four years, and then um, the supervisor position came open, and so I was notified and was very blessed to be able to get the position and become um, a staff member as well now. So,
0: okay, well. That's really neat. And I'm so glad that you guys are able to be a part of this organization. And I know that volunteering and fundraising so that hospice can do all that it's able to do is such an important part um, of all the services that you guys have to offer. So that's so amazing that you got that position. But What is something that each of you could share with our listeners that they might not know about hospice care? Our hospice, in particular, is a not-for-profit. And so that's why we do all the
2: fundraising we do. So that might be something people don't realize. Um, And my thoughts is, um, it's actually, this is a very rewarding um, position to hold for all of us here at Hospice of Southern Illinois. most people wonder how you could do this type of thing, but it's actually very rewarding to be a part of um, people's lives at this time of their life. So it's it's an awesome experience. Yes, yeah, I think a lot of people think it's kind of sad,
1: but all of our volunteers that uh, come in here and volunteer volunteer their time to visit with patients, uh, they always say they get more out of it than the patients do because they they enjoy it so much and they feel like they're they're being rewarded and love meeting the
0: people and helping, and so it's it's a very rewarding thing to do. And I've seen just how many volunteers you guys have, and I probably haven't even met all of them, but I remember when I was helping out at the volunteer lunch that day, just seeing how many volunteers there were, and that there are still even more that are needed. I mean, it's just, it's like you get such a small picture of Um, what exactly you do as a volunteer with hospice and how much that's needed. And um, it's just really awesome to be able to see all the people that are involved and for people to hopefully get more involved in the future. You're right. You know, like at the luncheon, uh, we had a lot more there uh,
2: than normally uh, that see patients and that's the role that, um, no
1: role, role is more important, but the visiting patients is the the role that we need the most help in, in attracting volunteers to is to visit patients because they can uh, go to nursing homes, they can go to assisted living, they can go to a patients' house, and they'll usually like visit with their patient once a week. They can sing with them, play music, uh, read books, read the Bible. They you know they do all kinds of activities with, with the patient. And, uh, you know, that, that's so important. Then also, there's another role with the patient volunteer that's called respite. So, if a, a family member needs to go to the store or has a doctor's appointment or something, then a patient can, a, a volunteer can sit with that patient while they do that.
0: So, it's really important. Well, I kind of shared a little bit about this with you at the Gala Donna, but I. I would love for you guys to be able to um, describe hospice and what exactly it does for people because it's something I didn't know a lot about. I mean, I always knew that people would talk about how hospice makes people comfortable before they pass, but upon talking with some of my family members, they actually told me that there's a lot more that goes into it, that it's more of a family endeavor and that it involves the whole family, not just the patient. So could you describe a little bit... Um, each of you, um, about what exactly hospice does for people and for families.
1: Well, you're right, the, the role of keeping the patient comfortable, and that's what most people think. Uh, also, there's we have social workers, we have nurses, we have CNAs, uh, you know, to make their, their life easier, but then the social workers do a lot of things uh, as far as even completing a bucket list for someone, that things that they might want to do. Uh, they, they talk to them, and they help them with uh, Family leave paperwork. They they help them with all kinds of different paperwork and things that uh, the family. And then then the support and bereavement for the family is is what is a very another very important role
2: that people don't think about. Okay. And we and we also uh, like one big issue we find a lot is a lot of people think that um, you wait till the last days of their lives to call hospice in. Because so many people think that hospice is giving up, um, and therefore nobody wants to call them any sooner than they have to, but hospice is actually a lot more than that. Um, We're there to control their, get their pain controlled, and actually get to try to give them more quality for their final days so that they can enjoy um, more so their final days and, you know actually a lot of them will live longer because once we come in and get their pain under control, they're more comfortable and they feel better. Um, they feel they're more capable of doing more things. So that's one of our biggest issues is people waiting too late to call hospice in. And then they realize what a huge help it was to have all the different, um, support team that we have. And, um, you know, they think that usually they think that when they come in, you know, they get uncomfortable comfortable, and right away they die. A lot of times, that that happens because um, they have been so uncomfortable and in so much pain that when they finally do get uncomfortable, comfortable, then then they might pass um, if they're that far along. But um, the the best the best way you can get the most out of hospice of Southern Illinois care is. Um, calling sooner, even though nobody wants to talk about um, death and nobody wants to give in to that, it's, um, it's so much more support. You know, we had hospice with my mother and, and we had it for months. Um, but the support between the nurses and the social workers and the bath aides takes an unbelievable amount of stress off of the family so that the family is able to be more. Um, family members, whether it be the spouse or the children or whatever relatives, instead of having to be the, the sole caregiver for that person. Um, so it gives them the time they need to have with their loved one to spend with them rather than having to constantly be doing all the care for them. So it's, I mean, it's, it's a lot what Hospice of uh, Southern Illinois and the staff, the nurses that are they're all great. And, um, They're on on call 24-7, so there's always someone to get a hold of, no matter what time, but they're there. Our staff, all of us, we are there for the family and as well as the patient, um, but just as much for the family and caregivers as we are for the patients.
1: The whole team um, is all one. Yeah, that's what we always hear after is that, if we had known, we would have called you sooner, Mm -hmm. because it's always such a good
0: experience. So what was your family's experience, Katrina? Well, my family hasn't had any experience really with hospice that I've been a part of, but I did have a family friend, I guess you would say someone I knew in the community that passed recently. And my aunt and uncle, it was their friend, and they hadn't realized that he was even on hospice care yet or that he was that close to the end of his life. He actually passed a week or two ago, I think it was, but they, um, I had actually asked them some questions about if you ever go on hospice care, can you come off, and things like that, because it is at the end of their life, and um, so that, I haven't had any primary experience with it myself, which is why I wanted to learn it more about it, and okay. I'm glad that I've learned okay. some more about it now. Okay,
1: yeah, uh, and that is something that people can go off of hospice, they can, what we call revoke. And, uh, sometimes it might be to try another treatment, something else, you know, um, and, and, you know, because they, they've given up, uh, you know, a cancer treatment or a certain chemo or something, then something new comes along, they want to try it and that's fine. They revoke and it's just a matter of a signature and then if they want to come back on the next day, whatever.
0: What exactly does your organization look for in a volunteer?
1: Um, we have so many, it's such a diverse group, um, uh, and that the time that is given uh, by each volunteer, they really only have to volunteer eight hours a year and uh, to become a hospice volunteer. And you know, we have this volunteer training. Our next one is February 28th. Uh, that's a Friday. It's here at our office in Marion, uh, 204 Halfway Road. And the class is from nine to five. And it was a one hour break for lunch. And we talk about the different roles of volunteers because you can be a volunteer And just do clerical support, do filing, health fairs, community education. Uh, Of course, you've experienced the fundraising. Uh, Then we have uh, like what we call our spiritual support volunteers,
2: visual volunteers. So there's there's so many different roles. We have a garden here where
1: people come and volunteers help us in the summertime with our garden. The volunteers, yeah, they they bake. They just any talent you have. We have lots of sewing volunteers. Uh, So you know, it's just if you have a talent, we can use it.
0: I so love that aspect of volunteerism, the fact that so many different people with so many different talents, they can go out and they can help others with the gifts that they're given.
1: Right. Well, Absolutely. Yeah. We have a lot of over like Rita, for example, when she was working, she didn't have as much time, you know, but, uh, you know, she found a way to do it, and we have a lot of volunteers that are still working, and then we have a, lot, a large group of our volunteers are retired. And uh, so it's it's a very diverse group. We uh, have students from SOU, and they can't stay. Very, you know, a lot the of times they'll graduate and move on. But we're grateful for the time they can give us. So it's a it's a whole different you know
0: whatever group. So with that said, how can people serve with hospice? What are some of the different needs or ways to help? If
1: they're like I said, if they're really good at uh, clerical type things, uh, you know, what for the for the we had 67 volunteers at the gala wow Um, so that's that's considered fundraising they greeted people at the front door they did the coat check they did the registration uh they did the silent auction uh they sold tickets for us raffle tickets like you did uh different kinds of raffle tickets um they help and they clean up afterwards uh they just they do everything we had a banker there that does and she's fortunately been with us for a long time, and she knows how to, you know to do banking and count money and and make our deposit for us and do all that kind of thing. So uh, you know, it's really whatever talent you have. Just I always tease some of them. I say you shouldn't let me know if you have a talent because I'll
2: be using <laughs> <laughs> <You laughs> like it. Like you're singing. Yeah, yeah. Yes. You, know, you never know what requests we might get from the staff. You know, for um, there's all kinds. You know, so um, that is why we do find out what your hobbies are and your talents are because there's all kinds of requests from helping to write papers for final final times. um, You know, playing card games with some of them that still want to play cards. They sing with them. Um, Some people just want someone to come and sit and watch TV with them. Um, There's just the they the patients have all kinds of. Of needs or things they like doing and if they're still able, then we try our best to find one of
0: our volunteers that can help out in, in that aspect. I know, um, to preface um, answering this question, that there are so, so many, but tell us about some different things that you do to fundraise or some different events that you have.
1: Okay, Let's, uh, we have the, uh, our next will be a purse bingo.
0: That was so uh,
1: the fun. Ladies, the, the ladies love that. I don't have a date on any of our next fundraising events, but the first bingo, will probably have two of those. And there's usually oh, about 300 women that wow. buy tickets. And we are very fortunate to have uh, Dillard's and other stores and uh, buy, donate ladies' designer handbags. And so you put ladies' designer handbags and bingo together, and uh, they want to win. Yes. <laughs> so, it works just like bingo, uh, normally, except you don't win money, you win a designer bag. And so it's, it's pretty exciting. So that's, that's one. We do
2: a cheap poker run. What else do we do about that? Um, We do a golf tournament. Um, we have Howl at the Moon, which is Dueling Piano's event. Um, I think that is the
1: majority. That's pretty much it during the year. That's, that's quite a bit. Mm-hmm. So yeah, have you ever been to a Howl at the Moon event?
0: I have not. Okay, that's, they're pretty
1: popular in a lot of resort areas and the cities, and it's, um, they, they have, we, we hire uh, these people from St. Louis, and they, they bring all their own equipment, and their songs are requested from the audience, and so they, who plays it better? So they, it, it gets
0: really exciting. It's, it's really a good event, so it, that's a lot of fun. That like is, say, we, that sounds really fun. Yeah, that's what uh, our event
2: uh, coordinator says. We put the fun in fundraising. <laughs> Good opportunity because we always have a
1: lot of volunteers working those events, and they get to meet each other, which a lot of times, you know, they'll, they'll be visiting patients and, and kind of solo. So at these events, they get together and they form relationships, which I didn't mention. We also have a craft group that, mentioned, that uh, meets once a month, and our craft group has grown because these ladies have come once a month and done this, uh, and they make crafts, get little gifts for our patients. And now they go out to lunch afterwards, they, a couple have been on trips together, they, they form real friendships, so
0: that's a, that's a good aspect of it. And Hospice of Southern Illinois, I think it is the, one of the most unique and wonderful experiences volunteering that I have ever encountered, because there's just such a feeling of love when you're in that room and that you're all working toward a common goal and well, you, it's so awesome. Segment. Yeah, well, it's truly yeah. a joy just to get to come and serve whenever I do get the opportunity to. You know, we all have busy schedules, but just being able to have an aspect of volunteering where it's kind of a come as you are, how you can type of basis, I think that's really beautiful. That's
1: right. With our with our even with our patient volunteers, um they're assigned a certain patient when you know we get a patient and we'll call the volunteer, could you take this patient and they say yes, but then with, when they're gonna be gone on vacation or take off a month or whatever, we have a board in our office where we put you know, we don't call them during this time. So we're we're very open to when you have the time, you let us know. And and that's I think
2: that's been very successful for us to to uh, have our volunteers kinda of tell us what they want to do and when they want to do it. Anything and that's the else? good thing about having um, just the eight hours as the requirement to be an active volunteer, because because everybody, even if they're not working, everybody is so busy, and many of our volunteers volunteer for numerous other organizations, and we understand that. But so we we appreciate whether you work one hour for us or a hundred hours. Um, every hour, every minute helps tremendously for what we. Being nonprofit, um, we we couldn't do what we do if we didn't have our volunteers.
0: That's absolutely, for sure. absolutely. Is there anything else that you would like to add?
1: Well, the volunteer training—it um, is eight hours, and and that and, and that eight hours, we have different staff members, department heads come in and tell their role, what they do, as far as admissions. Uh, uh, development director, uh, they all come in and everybody tells, it gives the the volunteer that's there for the training that day, it gives them a a good background in what Hospice of Southern Illinois is, uh, so they know about us, and then they, part of their role is also, like you're doing right now, is telling people in the community about us, because word of mouth is our best
2: way to uh, let people know what we do.
0: Rita, did you have anything to add?
2: Um believe she has summed it all up. I think that's pretty much what we're about. And um, just always, always needing volunteers. You can never have too many volunteers. So, um, because with all the areas, um, you know, we cover 17 counties um, on the south end. And um, so we've got a lot of towns, a lot of patients that we cover. And we just, we need volunteers from all areas to help us out. Um, seeing our patients and doing our events. And, you know, it, it's, I always tell people when I share it on Facebook or wherever that, you know, come and join our team. We have wonderful volunteers. They're awesome people. And it's, it's a, one thing you'll never regret doing. You'll always be so happy that you became a Hospice of, Volu- Hospice of Southern Third Illinois volunteer. It's just a, It's just an awesome place. It's an awesome organization
0: to work. That is so, so true. You will never regret volunteering. Well, thank you guys so much for being with me today. I really appreciate you giving your time. And hopefully I'll be sending some volunteers your way.
1: I hope so. And thank you for all your support. Thank you so very much. We appreciate you as well.
0: Absolutely. Well, thank you so much. I hope you guys have a wonderful day. You too. Bye. You too. I thank Bye. Katrina. Absolutely. Bye. Bye-bye.